Happy Monday, everyone. This is your girl, Tough Tiff, and I want to thank you and you and especially you for tuning in to Tiff the Truth. Your support is very appreciated and needed, and I just want you to know it means a lot to me. Now, let's continue to learn and grow together. So today is April 12th, 2021, and it is National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Yes, you heard me right. Today is National Grilled Cheese Sandwich. And I don't know about you, but I enjoy eating a good grilled cheese sandwich with, you know, of course, your choice of bread. Mine is usually wheat bread, some melted butter, your favorite cheese, and you've got to have some good seasoning. And then you can have a bag of chips and your favorite pop. Because grilled cheese sandwiches are easy to make and they're very versatile. So enjoy you a grilled cheese sandwich today while you are listening to the show. <laughs> so at this time, let's get on with the episode. So today on Tiff the Truth, we will be talking with my very special guest and good friend who overcame cancer. Yes, you heard me right. He overcame cancer and he has become a living testimony for God. Not only did my guest survive cancer, but it was prostate cancer that he overcame. And this is a very common cancer among men. And there are more than 3 million cases reported per year. So as we can see, this is a very serious illness. And the more that we learn, the more we can be knowledgeable. And this way we can help our men and our loved ones and our friends. So today on Tiff the Truth, my special guest will be sharing his own personal journey of how he survived cancer by keeping the faith in God and being determined strong, persistent, and hopeful in his battle against the illness and why he is now a living testimony. So at this time, I would like to introduce my special guest so we can get on with the show. His name is Michael D. Johnson, and he is a God-fearing man. He loves the Lord and his family, and he is a man of integrity and dignity, and he strives every day to be a better version of himself. Well, his life journey really actually started when he joined the military when he was just 24 years of age, and he stayed in the service for 10 years. And while he was in service, he made it to the rank of sergeant. And after he got out of the service, he decided to move to Chicago, better known as the Chi-Town. And he started three different careers. His first career that he started, he always wanted to be a firefighter. And he knew this when he was just a knee high. So he decided to take the opportunity and he became one in Dalton, Illinois. And he was a fighter fire for several years. And he finally was promoted to lieutenant in the department. And he did this. And after six years of being a lieutenant, he started working for the Robert Taylor Projects. And he was doing this at the same time as a stationary engineer. And then he moved on to his final and last career as being a stationary 
engineer for the Chicago Public School System. And he did this career for over 25 years of service. And he finally retired from that. And now Michael decided it was time after retirement to leave Chicago, which will always be his home. And now he lives in sunny California. And even though Michael has went through so many trials and tribulations through his serious illness that he overcame, he is now living his best life. And he is a true living testimony. So at this time, I'm so honored to be able to introduce my very special guest today. So ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others, my very special guest and good friend. Let's please show some love for Mr. Michael D. Johnson. Well, hello, Michael. How you doing today? I am doing peachy king. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so glad that you are on Tiff the Truth. I know this is your first time being on the show, and this means a lot to me because, you know, me and you go way back, you know, so I really appreciate you taking the time and being on the show. So how's you and your family doing? Everybody okay? Yeah, everybody's fine. Um, you know, I moved back from Chicago, you know, to be with my mom and everything, and uh, it was a big challenge moving back because all my friends was back in Chi-Town. Right. And and so uh, I'm still dealing with it and everything, but, you know, I, I think the Lord don't don't make no mistakes yes. as far as bringing you, you know, to your next your next journey. Right. So, so I'm just hoping that, you know, that I can make the best of it, but my heart is going to always be in Chi-Town because I spent all my adult life there. That's right. That's right. You know, so, so, and, I, and I guess I can say this, you know, me and my mom, we just celebrated our birthday. You know, I'm her baby because we born on the same day. Oh. You know, so, right. So every day is a, it's a blessing that, you know, that we can enjoy ourselves, you know, together like that. Oh, well, happy birthday to you and your mother. And that, that's a special gift. That is a special gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm special. Not spoiled, but just special. <laughs> okay, that's what you say. You just being modest. That's all. <laughs> so speaking of your mother, I've always admired your relationship. And, and I think that's really nice when a son is close with his mother. And usually when a, when a son is close to his mother, that means he's going to treat any woman in his life special. But I just want you to take them you know take a moment and just you know talk about the special bond that you share with your mother well i can i can make a a, a long story short it's like going from the childhood up until adulthood and my mother always taught me you know no matter what color that a person is always treat them the way that you want to be treated mm. and, and as i you know got older you know i i, I seen that and uh, um, I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna turn the other cheek like my mom would do. You know, you know, I, right. homie, homie don't play that. You know, time <laughs> I know that's time. right. <laughs> right, but but uh, but I, I try to be respectful as best as I can. And sometimes you have to walk away. That's right. And, you know, instead of putting yourself in that position. That's true. And, and, and as I got older, she always taught me how to uh, treat a lady. You know, because she was a lady. That's right. You know, she, she's old school. You know, so mama, they didn't play back then. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and the top of the line that really topped it off as far as 
going in a woman's purse. You know, I remember, mm. I'll never forget, I was a knee high. And uh, she said, uh, go get some out of her purse. And so I went, and the purse, then brought the purse. And mama said, no, 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 don't do it like that. That's right. So, so ever since that, that, that taught me that little, I don't care if I got a girlfriend or I'm married. If she say, we'll get my purse, I'm going to get her purse. That's and, right. <laughs> so you don't go in the purse. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, so, you know, as time went on, you know, I, you know, I did a lot of things and, uh, 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 I used to ask her, you know, certain questions until I got old enough that I couldn't ask her no more. I had to go to her brother, you know, cause just that man and that, and that, that man and that mama bond had to get to a certain state of life. It, 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 it changes a little bit. Oh, yes. And, and you can't tell mom everything. You got to go to the uncles. That's you know, right. So, Right, so, need a man's I mean, so, point of view. <laughs> right, so so it's been a challenge because I've been away from her, you know, thirty years, mm. and uh, all my childhood life was back in, in in L.A. and all my adult life was in Chicago. So it's a it's a big big challenge because I I got the best of both worlds, but the friend, my childhood friends, I don't know where they at. But wow. I know That's right. And, you know, mother wisdom is always good. You know, mother not going to tell you nothing wrong. And like you say, it might be times we may not want to hear the truth, you know, that they want to share with us. But they always telling you, you know, what's best for you. And um, it's a blessing that you still have your mother in your life. I, I miss my mother every day. So you are truly blessed that you still have that special bond and that you still have her with her. So cherish her as long as you can. <laughs> appreciate that. I appreciate it. And, you know, this is something I always like to share, Michael, with my listeners. You know, what is my connection to my guests? So I actually met Michael at my current church, which is Salem Baptist Church. Pastor Reverend Meeks. Give a shout out to the Salem family. (laughs) Okay. And so me and Michael, we was part of Greeters Ministry. I'm actually still part of Greeters Ministry, but that's how we actually met. And Michael has always been such a nice guy, laid back, always swagged out, always well-dressed, you know, and, and that's one thing I could say. You've always been a well-dressed man, always been, you know, well-mannered, respectful. And, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to um, look up to and, and respect you for that. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing because it's a good look. <laughs> All right, Michael. So the topic and the episode is called... I'm a living testimony and you are a true living testimony. You know, after you shared with me what you have went through and I tell you, you just don't know what people go through. You look at someone and you just don't know their story. And it just inspired me, you know, when you shared everything that you've been through. And I was like, this is a show that we have to have because this is something that we all need to be educated on. You know, it's definitely, you know, happening, you know, to our men and we as women, we need to be aware. So this way we can let all the men in our family know what they should be looking at or checking on. So that's why I thought this was a very good show. But before we get into what the living testimony is about, I just want to know just in your own opinion, what does it mean to you to have a life as a testimony? This is just in your own words. 
to me, um, you know, every day I think about um, what I went through, mm. and um, I, I, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange because you know Michael Michael is in the Bible. That's right. And I feel like you know God is not going to give nobody or put nothing on nobody that they can't handle. That's right. And uh, I, I, I say, Lord, I, I, I hear you on that. You know, I'm, 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 I'm still in flesh. I hear you. But, you know, why me? You know, and I guess, you know, I guess I'm a strong person, but I'm still a weak person. Okay. And I try to, uh, how you say I try to I try to live a, I try to live a good life I try to live a good life you know we we all human so we all will make mistakes oh and, yes and, and I had to think about you know what you know like I say why 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 me you know, mm-hmm. why me you got all these other ruthless people out here that's robbing that's killing that's doing it why me okay right so, so so I had to you know come to you know, realization that he know that I'm a somewhat of a leader. You know, my mother always taught me to be a leader, not a follower. That's right. So, so I take it when this testimony was in me, all I can do is spread the word and let, you know, let the people know that, hey, if I can get through this or do this, so can you. Mm. You know, it's, it's not uh, uh, what you do, it's how you do it. That's right. That's right. Everybody's journey is, is different. Mm-hmm. But I can only tell you about my journey and my testimony. That's right. That is so you know, true. So, so, so I just, I just, I don't think about it as, as much no more because it's been five years and I'm still going strong and, and, mm. and, and I don't have no problem telling nobody, you know, my story or what I've been through, all the phases. I don't, I don't have no problem. I was at first I had a problem because just hearing the word cancer. Just mm. the word cancer in itself. Yeah. You know, that that man is just it's just like your heart just dropped to the bottom of your feet. Mm. And but with the grace of God. The grace praying, of God, yes. My mother, we're praying with other older people, gentlemen that went through that. And if I looked at them and they could do it, I can do it. Mm. We all breathe the same air on this earth. And I and I know if they definitely can make it, I know I can. Wow. One thing I do know, I'm kind of one of the, I guess, someone in the younger generation to have this, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but it's, 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 it's it's relative, I guess I could say, in our age group, because I was in my, in my uh, mid to late Mm -hmm. fifties when I had it. So it's possible that you can have it earlier, it depends on your family gene, but Mm -hmm. majority of the gentlemen that have it and they're, late 50s to 60s. Okay. So it's you a know, later so, part. Okay. 50s yeah, to 60s. Yeah. So, but, but I think it still depends on the generic of that family tree structure. Uh, I can only go by just uh, research, but uh, every family history is different. Mm. So, so basically, I can only go by my history and, and, and my faith, you know, as far as dealing with it. So basically, you saying it can be hereditary. That's how you can actually get this. Uh, it, 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 it can, um, but it, well, let's put it like 
it can go both ways because as I looked at that, I also looked at uh, uh, breast cancer and uh, and women. So you know, so when I started doing research, I started looking at everything. So, okay. You know, I, I may not be a doctor, but I want to know what I'm talking about when I talk to the doctor. That's you know, right. That. So uh, I think it's a little different than the men's than the women's. Okay. Uh, but it's a high ratio in the black men. Mm. Uh, the white man's get it too, but our race of people, we have a higher rate, and they don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, research is still. They don't know why. Uh, but it's just a higher rate in the black race. Mm. So since we're talking about, you know, our listeners, they understand now it is a form of cancer that you were dealing with. Can you tell us more of the test of your testimony that God brought you through? So now you can share what type of cancer you had and how did you get through it? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you the cancer that I had was prostate cancer. Mm. And me, well, let me just back up. I don't like pain. Okay. I'm going to the doctor, but I can't get it out. That's just, that's just, I'm just calling it like it is. <laughs> right. So, but going to the doctor for yearly checkups, yearly checkups. I mean, if you, if you got insurance, use it. Mm. You know, if you don't have insurance, get it because, like I say, it's, it's a high rate in the black in the black race. Okay. So, so basically, me going to the doctor, uh, yearly checkup, and they got what they call PSA for the males mm-hmm. and that's where they take tubes of blood and run it through uh, the machines and this is how they get what they call a Gleason score okay and, and your score long as, it's, long, as it, long as it ain't hiding four you're good but when it started elevating to five four and a half five six seven eight mm-hmm. nine you got problems mm. and but but it don't happen right away Okay. Like I said, it was yearly checkup, and um, it had got to a point where my my level started going up one year, down one year, mm. up one year, down one year. Okay. So, so my doctors, you know, they kind of like said, "Well, you know, something ain't right here." You know, mm. and and me, you know, me. Good thing I got a laptop and, 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 the, and the name that they be named. I'll tell you, doctor, write that down so I can look it up so I can know at least. Something what y'all talking about? I That's mean, right. No numbers, but I need to know some some names. I may not pronounce them, but I but I, I know how to write them down and, and look them up. That's right. So, so uh, I'm a I'm gonna try to take you through a, a phase of what I went through to get to where I'm at today. Okay. Uh, I had um, one biopsy after you know they, they did a did a, a check of my blood. And they did a biopsy. Uh, a biopsy is, is, is checking your prostate. Okay. And, and they went to four four corners of your prostate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, uh, I had another PSA. Okay. The level went down. Okay. And this was probably like every six months because when they get to that to that stage, you know, they want to they want to monitor that because right. We all know. Yes, I know that word cancer can be something. Today, and it can be high 
tomorrow. You know, we don't we don't know because it, it, sometimes it, it elevates itself, escalates itself real fast. Wow. Pro- progress real fast. So, so the second time uh, they did a, a, a MRI because they couldn't find nothing with the first uh, uh, test of the biopsy. Mm-hmm. So when they did the second uh, uh, biopsy, because because uh, the MRI say okay, it's a small spot here. Okay, so this is our biopsy here. Now, when I said uh, the second biopsy, now the MRI found it because it was so small mm-hmm. that the biopsy, the first biopsy, couldn't find nothing. So that's why they did the MRI. Okay. And so it was so small, the Richter scale. I guess it was like an ant looking down from my, from an airplane. Wow. That's, that's how it so that's where they went to. So after that, then the doctor come back. Uh, to me and uh you know you know when you when you have your doctor you've been with them for a while you kind of like know their expressions oh you know, yes and they, you know, and they try to look plain you know so they say i got good news and bad news so i say okay well doc give me the good news that's right if the good news is you're fine okay all right okay that you know you, you everything's cool positive okay what's the bad news right the bad news is that it's cancer mm. okay so so of course, like I said, my heart dropped to my to my foot, my feet. Right. And I, I could think of everything except a child of God. Mm. Uh, and I, I could think nothing good. Everything was bad. Mm. So so the doctor, you know, said, you know, that you uh it's okay. He said, because it's it's real small, so I mean we can we can do this. It's not it's not even in those stages. You got four stages. So you can so treat it. Right. Right. So it's not even in stage one, it's just the beginning. Okay. So, so what he did, and this was over a process, I'm, I'm, I'm fast forwarding it, because this was over a process to probably about, I was 58 when I had the surgery. So mm-hmm. I started having this at about 50, 51. Okay. So this was a long process with the, with the, uh, with the PSA and the numbers. Okay. So when it came down to all that, you know, the doctor said, well, we can get you, you know, you ain't got to, you know, uh, make no decision about what you want to do, you know. Right. And they get four options. He said, well, we can monitor it. We can uh, give you small lip pills to, you know, to shrink the prostate. Okay. You can do radiation or you can do chemo. Mm. Now, right off the bat, chemo and radiation, I knew I wasn't going to have. Yes. I didn't have family members, uh, step step parents that you know uh, that went through uh, breast cancer and they had radiation. All that does is put it in real mission and it comes back. Comes right back, right? With 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 with, with fine. Okay. And and on top of that, uh, I'm being funny this time now because I I got I got dreads. I've been wearing locks for like twenty plus years, <laughs> and, I, and I ain't about ready to let my hair fall out now. I know that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Not now. So, right. So, so the doctor started laughing. But like I say, the, it was in the beginning stage. So he gave me all the brochures, the DVD and everything. So that's when I went home and uh, started reading up, you know, uh, doing my research. And, right. And uh, I called him back. And I said, well, doctor, I said, okay, I'm, I'm ready to do this. Okay. And, and so so I had it removed. And um, 
went through the whole process of uh, all the, you know, you had to go through the process of uh, testing and, and just the whole formality before you get to that last stage, right. last stage of your life. Now, what I did, and uh, I thought about life mm. and to think about my bottom uh, structure of my body. Okay. And, and, and some guys... Uh, it's a personal choice. I'd rather live another 25, 30 years mm-hmm. you know, than to live four or five years of, of, of flesh. Mm. If you understand what I mean when I say that. Okay. I, and and I, I, I chose life. Now, what people don't know, everybody's body is different, so everything heals differently. True. Everything's everything comes back you know but it comes back in everybody's body differently as far as uh uh, uh healing right so so the process for me it took me about about a year maybe a year and a half okay you know? so so I'm, 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 I'm like i say i'm a i'm, I'm a living testimony mm. i don't tell people right off the bat you know what i went through until i start listening listening to them you mm-hmm. know and they, they start telling me well, you know, this and this, that. I mean, okay, that's your personal choice. Right. But when get down to the the, the grand finale, I, I can say, well, you know what? You're looking at living proof. That's I'm right. Okay. I can, I, at least I can, I can walk and talk to you bubblegum because I've been through that. That's right. That's right. You know, so, so, you know, it's, 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 it's not hard, but it's, it's hard if you make it hard. That's right. That's right. You know, so, so I chose life to live longer. Mm. I know we all gonna leave here sooner or later, but I'm not gonna let nothing take me away. That's I'm right. Don't go. rush the process. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm gonna go, but I ain't ready to go yet, Lord Jesus. That's I know it. that's right. So you got a lot more living to do. <laughs> you want to enjoy life, and there's nothing wrong with that. I could be wrong, but for me, I think the Lord made me the messenger. For his people. Mm. If I can do it, you can do it. That's right. But, but you just need somebody to, I'm not going to even say push you, but you just need to hear somebody that's been through that process. Right. Right. I agree. I definitely agree. And you don't have to be a doctor or expert. Just based on your own experience, your own journey. And like you said, you've been through it so you can share what you went through. And like you said, everybody heals differently and everybody might experience it differently. But you can give them some insight of what to expect or, you know, what some decisions that they need to make when it comes down to making those decisions. But thank God that your doctor was able to, you know, notice it earlier you know so it didn't become a bigger problem and so did your doctor tell you like you know any causes or any symptoms like did you feel anything or you know well well, the the male anatomy is 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 different and uh i'm gonna give you a few examples okay Uh, urination uh sometimes a man have a hard time urinating okay uh Sometimes a man uh, can't get an erection. Okay. Uh, Sometimes a man just feel like since he can't do none of that, it just mess up his whole 
it's just messed up his whole his whole life. I mean, it's just like it's the end of the world, but it don't have to be. Don't have to be, and, right? And, and, and that's some of the signs and symptoms that you know, if something wrong, go to the doctor. That's right. Get checked because, out. Right, because you can make a molehill out of a mountain if you don't catch it early. Okay. So, what would you say to women? You know, that have these stubborn husbands and boyfriends and fiancés that never want to go to the doctor. They're like, oh, I'm okay. I'll be all right. So what would you suggest that we can do to help support these stubborn men (laughs) that we know about? Well, I would tell the ladies, ladies, look at it. I know y'all have brothers. Y'all have fathers. Mm -hmm. Y'all have nephews. Right. Y'all have uncles. Y'all have all cousins. That's right. Look, if y'all love them, if y'all truly, truly love them. Yes. You can call them all type of names. You can say, look, I don't care what you say about me, but look, I love you enough to go to the doctor with you if you don't want to go yourself. That's right. That's so, right. You know, you know, males need to get out that, that male eagerness uh, or uh, that, 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 that stubbornness. That's right. You know, because... because it ain't gonna get you nowhere. That's it, right. Yeah, let me, no, let me back up. It will get you somewhere. Okay. But it would be six feet under. That's right. So stop now, being so macho. Okay. Right. Now, some of my friends that, that, that I have known in Chicago and that I told them about this, you know, they, and they came to me and they said, Michael, they said, oh, we're glad that you made the best decision of your life. She said, because when my brother or when my father or my uncle told, told us about this, mm-hmm. it was too late. Wow! Too late, too late, and, and 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 I don't I don't want nobody that can stop this. Yes, you know. To, I mean, it's, it's treatable. It's treatable. That's the main you know, thing, and, right? Right, and it can be stopped if you catch it early. If you in that third stage to fourth stage, because fourth stage is like. It, it's, it's out of your prostate and it's all in your body. Mm. And so it's spread it, it's spread it everywhere. Now, uh, let me just touch uh, while I'm on there because, I'm, because ladies, I'm, I'm, I'm still with the ladies, but I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to do a big picture. Okay. It, well, I say, well, if you love them, make them go. Take That's them, right. Drag them. Got you. Take, put, put a rope on their foot and then drag them a hog tie. Well, drag them if you love them. If you That's love right. Them, once you get to that stage four, you can you can you can just about forget it because it's like I said, it's spread up your whole body, your lungs, your intestine, mm. your your stomach, your kidney, everything, your body, your, wow. your liver. You know, so I don't I don't want to see nobody have to get to that level. That's right. If they can, if they can catch it. That's right. So like you say, if you're feeling a certain kind of ways, things is not. You know, on the up and up. You, you, like you said, you can feel your body. You can feel when something is off or something's yes. not right. And like you yes. said, don't be afraid to get checked out because you rather find out sooner than later because maybe yes, it could be taken care of. Wow, yes, this this have been uh, enlightening. The information you've been sharing with us. So my next question for you, Michael, is what would you say was the most valuable lesson that you learned from this entire ordeal? If you had to sum it up in one thing. What would that lesson be? Lord gave me five senses, and I think I use every one of them to make it to where I'm at today. Mm, okay, okay. Like you said, you you had to educate yourself. You you learn on your own 
what your condition was and you knew what you had to do to make things better for yourself. So yeah, I think that's good. (laughs) I like that. So with your own new outlook on life, what are some of the things that you appreciate now that you probably didn't appreciate before? If you could give a few examples. things on life well I'm still here okay and I didn't think well let me rephrase that I know if I didn't do what I should have done mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be here to talk about it mm, okay so, so I think that me being somewhat educated myself yes kind of like uh, knowing what I need to do mm-hmm have to do right and what want to do to beat this you know mm-hmm. and i figured like i said the lord ain't gonna put nothing on you that's right that you can't handle that's true now now he can lead you to the water but it's up to you mm-hmm. if you're gonna drink it to take care of this that's right that's now, right I, don't get me wrong i prayed about it i asked the lord you know you know show me a sign give me something you know give right that's just, just just shake the house or something. Let me know that you that you hear me. That's right. But but I woke up, like I said, I woke up that next day, and I called the doctor after I did all my little crying and and and, and scratching my head and why me? But I shook all that out of me. Yes. I came to my sister, and I know it was in the beginning stage. Mm-hmm. I know I can. I know I can beat this. That's right. But it was my choice because I told my mother about it. I told my best friend about it. Mm-hmm. I told two of my cousins, male cousins. Right. And 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 I told them, you know, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but I understand now when a woman say, you know, this is my body. That's for what she want to do. If she want to have a voice, you know, I, I get that now. I really get that. Because right. now I got to do something with my body. Mm-hmm. But... In my case, it was chose to live a longer life. Mm, okay. In the flesh. In the flesh. Yes. You know, in the flesh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna enjoy the flesh because I know when I get to that next level, it's gonna be even better. But let me let Lord, let me enjoy just this this part, this is the beginning stage, right? Let me still enjoy this a little bit. I know that's you know? right. <laughs> so so that's what I that's what I that's what I, I knew I had to do. Mm. And I and I felt that that I'm his messenger because like I say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a living walking testimony you really um, are you truly are so if you can suggest anything to any of our listeners what would you say is the best way for us to become more educated and more knowledgeable about prostate cancer you know should should we suggest to you know all the men in our lives to start you know looking into it now you know, to educate themselves, you know, should they start asking questions to the doctors? Should they check to see if it's hereditary? You know, if it's other men in their family that might have prostate cancer. So what are some of the things you would suggest that we can do? What you just said, I could have said no better. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I'm going to take you back off of that. That was good. That was good. I, I should be asking you that question. <laughs> but, 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 uh, Yes. Um, one thing I like. One thing I love. We have the internet. Mm-hmm. 
And all you have to do is type in prostate cancer. Okay. And, and it would give you everything that you need to know about it. Mm. But men need to start, I would say, start around 50, 49, 50. That is really the, the, uh, the number that we really should start. Okay, okay. Now, now, let me just say this. Uh, a lot of the older guys, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm 63, so a lot of the older guys that's older than me, you know, I couldn't understand why they was dying of prostate cancer, mm. you know. And when I got to that stage of started uh, doing a check of myself, mm-hmm. then I why they was dying because, see, a lot of the guys back in the day, they didn't want to go to the doctor. That's and right. That's what killed them. That's what killed them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to be a statistic. I know that's right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm be a storyteller mm-hmm. that you know that I made it do it because I took care of it early enough. That's good. So, so, so I would say the, the internet. Uh, uh, that is your friend. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is your bike. Okay. You know, and I would say the doctor, if you if you, if you got a great doctor, that doctor should automatically say, Hey, John, Joe, Paul, you get to that age now, we need to start doing this and this and this. That's right. But in that same sense, if you got a good mate by your side mm-hmm. and, and she's on top of it just as well as you, mm-hmm. you know, that's even better. Right. You know, because like I said, we guys we, we can be stubborn. Oh you know? yes. <laughs> You know, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not leaving myself out. I'm, 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 you know, I've been starving too. But That's right. As I get older, yeah. I look at like, I look at life different. Yes. When I had this prostate, my, my main, my mind frame, way of thinking is different. Mm-hmm. The things that I thought was important, real important, they're not important no more. Mm. I, I think, I think. Just living, waking up every day—that's more important than yeah, anything. Stuff. That's right. You mm. know, so, so for me, my mind frame, my way of, of looking at things, my thought process, my attitude, my hope—everything is 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 been turned upside down. Wow. Not in a bad way, but it's in a. It's, I look at life differently. That's right. When 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 I had my surgery. Mm-hmm. I went back to work for about a year, mm-hmm. and I looked. I had I had the age, I had the the years of service, and I said, you know what, my life is more important. That's right. I said, this job ain't. This gonna be here when I'm dead and gone. Okay, but they'll just replace you. Me, That's let, it. Let, <laughs> let, let me let me live to enjoy what I worked hard for. That's right. That's so, right. So so yeah, I look back on it because I look back on it because it was. I, I love my job. You know, I was a stationary engineer for the Board of Education. I loved it because I love helping kids. The kids was my employer. Not mm. the people downtown. The kids were my employer. Right. Because if we had a kid, I wouldn't have no job. Okay. And so I, I, I love my job. You know, I, I love to help the kids. And, and, and one thing I learned, when a kid comes to you and asks you about doing your job, mm-hmm. that means he's very interested mm. in doing that job. That's and right. Long story short, I always tell them, I say, look, I'm going to need one of you all one day to work this job. Mm-hmm. Well, it's to make no difference. I say, because Brother Mike ain't going to work this job forever. So, you know, so I really believe, you know, that's why I'm able to still be able to 
talk about this and yes. try to educate people as best as I can because I think I am that messenger to get the word out. And that you are. And you are truly a living testimony. This has been an awesome show. And I just want to thank you for taking the time out to share your wisdom and your experiences with us. And I'm so glad that things worked out for you and you are still here on the other side with us enjoying life. And I just wish you um, the best, you know, for the rest of your journey. I definitely appreciate that. I'm I'm going to live to be be 100 years old if I can. (laughs) I know that's right. And I'm going to be right right with there with you, okay? (laughs) Well, God bless you, Michael, and your family. And thanks again for being on Tiff the Truth. This was really a helpful and educational show. It is my pleasure. I, I appreciate that. All right. You take care and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I love y'all. Oh, love you too. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. I really want to thank Michael for taking the time to share how he overcame prostate cancer. And yes, he is definitely a living testimony. And I just would like to leave with you at this time what I call Tiff the Truth Thoughts. We all have experienced hearing bad news or had to go through some hardships in our lives. And yes, it can turn your world upside down and it can disrupt every aspect of your lives. But it's how you cope with it, how you deal with it is how you're going to overcome. So I just want to encourage all of you when you are going through those what I call hiccups in your life, just trust God. Have total faith in God and know that you're not alone. Not only is God with you, but your family is with you and your friends. And they will help you to fight back and to keep pushing. And you will overcome whatever battle you might be facing in life. And to all the cancer survivors out there, I salute all of you. God bless you. And I wish you a wonderful journey in life. And may we all have a prosperous and long lasting life. So God bless all of you. Take care of your families and yourselves. And don't forget to smile because it looks good on you. And we truly have a lot to smile about because we're all still here. I'll talk to you soon on another episode on Tiff the Truth. This is your girl, Tough Tiff. Bye.